What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, DeAndre Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and an amazing week as you guys listen to this episode. So uh, welcome back, my loves. Happy Tuesday. I, as I sat down to record this episode, I was kind of like flip-flopping in between posting this today because it's currently Friday. I was flip-flopping in between posting this as a bonus episode because it's kind of like a little bit more of a chit-chat lifestyle sort of episode or posting it on Tuesday. And I decided I would post it today, Tuesday, simply because I wanted to really take my time with the editing and have a little bit more fun. I've been doing some really fun little things with the editing. I hope you guys have liked it. I personally have like much more. What am I trying to say? Oh my God, I can never speak. I'm trying to do more fun things with the editing and I've personally enjoyed them much more than just like previously, you know, having my episodes be like kind of basic. There's nothing wrong with not doing all the like extra things with your podcast episodes. If you do have a podcast, I feel like I'm just in the season where I'm having so much fun with like experimenting, playing around with different ways of sharing my voice, sharing my messages and just creating. And I am fully embracing this season and that sort of means having fun with the little music intros and the little like switcheroo thingies. I don't know, transitions. There's the word, transitions. Having fun with that. Like I said, this is going to be more of a chit chat video, but obviously gems will be dropped. Did did I just say episode? What did I say? Y'all, someone help me. I don't know what is going on with my brain this morning, but it's truly not in the place it needs to be for a early morning type of situation. So you guys, I want to give you an update on work. I feel like we're doing these little updates. I hope you guys like them. I personally like them simply because for me, whenever I go back and listen to my old podcast episodes, it's always so fun to really hear myself from that perspective, right? I think this is sort of the thing that happens to if you have a journal where you 
you journal every single day, you journal every single week, and you give like a synopsis or an update to yourself about what's going on in your life and the mindset that you're in. If you ever look back and you ever turn back and read pages from old entries, it's really fun to be like, oh, wow, like I was thinking this or I was doing this or this is what I was going through at this period in my life. And from a future you perspective, it's really easy, I think, sometimes to see the lessons that you were learning in that moment and maybe the lessons that you weren't really uh, able to see, you know, what you were in at the time that you were experiencing it. But now that you're looking forward or looking backwards from the future you perspective, you're able to see that. Does that make sense? I love listening to my old podcast episodes and kind of like hearing about where I am in my journey. And I think you guys like hearing that too. So in terms of work, I feel like I'm starting to get more settled in. I know in the past couple episodes, I mentioned my struggle with imposter syndrome. And I think a lot of us struggle, everyone I think struggles with imposter syndrome at some point in time in our lives. But I personally believe that I have this struggle with imposter syndrome, especially as it pertains to my career for several different reasons that I I just won't get into in this episode. But I have talked about it in fraud part one and definitely fraud part two, if you guys haven't listened to those specific episodes. But I feel myself settling in a little bit more and I'm getting really excited because I think once you're able to push past imposter syndrome and you're able to sort of work through that and see like, okay, I'm not an imposter. Okay, I deserve to be here. I know what I need to know to be here. And if there's something I don't know, it's okay because I'm going to learn it. Once you get to that specific mindset, it becomes this thing where you're able to see so much more. You're able to do so much more. And specifically in this position that I'm in, I think now that I'm starting to settle in and push past that imposter syndrome and really work through that for myself, I'm able to get really excited about the work that I'm going to do. Not that I wasn't excited before. I think I was always excited, but there was that there was that anxiety that coupled the um the excitement so it was like I'd be excited but I'd also have this little pit in my stomach stomach of anxiety because I was just so afraid of being discovered quote unquote as this imposter and now that that's starting to subside it's like I'm really able to embrace the excitement and I think especially with this position again I've mentioned this before but it's such a big picture you know visionary sort of role that I'm able to really say okay how can I truly step into that what does that mean for me right now and I'm really really enjoying that. I'm actually in the process of hiring at this time and not for um, Manifest Daily, but for this role that I'm in at work where I'm hiring for essentially an assistant role for the, the social media work that the team does. And it's really interesting because again, this is such a first, right? And I think that that's the beauty of this uh, position is that I'm being exposed to so many different firsts that are essentially pushing me past my comfort zone. And I was chatting with a friend about this the other day and she was saying, you know, when we dream big and when we think about the things that we want, if there was never a space or a disconnect in between where we are now and where we want to be, it's like that's how would you categorize that as a dream, right? Like you can't dream about or have goals for things that are that you're currently experiencing right now. And so when you have a dream or when you have a vision or when you have this goal that is sort of like down the line or it's something where you're going to have to work hard or work to get there or manifest your way there, there are going to be situations where you're experiencing things that you've never experienced 
experienced before. That's just the nature of dreaming big. That's just the nature of having goals. And so I find myself in this position having and experiencing a lot of firsts, including hiring for the first time within an organization like this. And it's so interesting because I am thoroughly embracing what I don't know about this position. I found myself asking a lot of questions like, okay, like, you know, you know how, how do you start the interview process? Where do you guys post the jobs? Like things like that that are so technical and logistical. I'm such a planner that I want to ask these questions. I'm so curious. And then it's also really interesting to me. And I think this is such great practice for me to learn as a entrepreneur at the same time, what it involves to find a really good candidate. At this point, with the job being out there and with resumes and cover letters coming through and everything like that, it's also become really apparent to me that the job pool, it's like, I see now why employers will spend so much time and money to find the right candidate. I see now. I think I always knew it, but from this perspective, it's kind of like, when you receive a lot of resumes, a lot of cover letters, because people are really interested in the position, they know the company, they want to be associated with the company. It's something like you get a lot of people who apply for something that maybe they're not necessarily qualified for. Um, you get a lot of people who apply to things that you just off the bat know they wouldn't be a good fit. It's a lot of that. And so it takes time. It takes energy. It takes just patience to sift through that to find the good candidates and on top of that I'm now um I'm in the process of scheduling interviews for next week so at the time you guys are listening to this I will probably be in the midst of an interview with someone even that process too it's like just the interview process right that's time that's energy that's me having to cut time out of my day to say okay I'm not working on like work stuff at this time but I'm talking to someone who could potentially come on and the way that I see it too is it's sort of from the same viewpoint as the people um, that hired me when they were talking to me is like, I want someone who wants to kind of grow, stay on, who has this self-starter attitude. The company is very much of this and, and this energy I love that's like scrappy, entrepreneurial, self-starter type of thing. And there are a lot of people that Fit that description, right? But then there are also people in this world that don't. There are people in this world that need to be told exactly what to do at exactly every single time. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There are certain jobs and certain positions and certain things that fit for those personality types. And then there are people that, you know, you can tell them a couple of different things and they can go off and they can do the work. And if they encounter an issue, instead of like running to you with like the issue and running to you with like, okay, how do I do this? Like, I need help. I like encountered a problem. They're able to sort of try to decipher how to fix the problem before coming to you. And so these are personality traits that honestly I see within myself and I know I have those personality traits. And I, I guess sometimes I take them for granted in the fact that I just assume that everyone is like that. And when I encounter people who aren't necessarily like that, it's always a little bit of a, oh, wow. Like there obviously are other people in the world, but also at the same time, it helps me to realize the types of personality that I prefer to work with. So that being said, it is a first to be going through this sort of hiring process. And it is really something that has forced me to challenge this imposter syndrome because going into something like an interview, going into something like a, a process where you're essentially hiring someone to be working with you, who's going to be reporting to you, you have to go in with a mindset of confidence. You have to go in with a mindset of, I got this. I know this. I know what I'm doing. I, I trust 
trust my judgment. I trust my intuition because otherwise it's like people can smell that, you know, if you don't feel like you're confident, people could smell if you're, if you're hesitating, if you're sort of like, you know, tiptoeing around certain things or you're afraid to speak up and things like that. And I think, again, I'm just being put into, into this position where I am really, really, really being forced to step outside of my comfort zone. And I almost feel like the universe is nudging me, like nudging me towards this edge. Like, okay, go on, go on, go on. You can do it. And, you know, now I'm starting to feel more like, okay, it's like that little kid that's like, okay, I can do it. Like maybe I can step away from, you know, my mom or my dad for a second and go off on my own because I know that if I turn back and look behind me, my mom or dad is still going to be there waiting for me, watching for me, totally looking out for me and totally keeping me safe but at the same time I'm able to go off and be independent and do these things because I have the knowledge because I have you know the ability and the intelligence and the personality skills and the traits to do this and so that's sort of what has been going on at work and you know again still very much enjoying learning about the the role learning about the process this process specifically and learning about myself I think that's kind of what's been really interesting about this is I've learned so much about myself and I've learned so much about how capable I am and I often think that we're put into these positions where we are going to be shown who we are if we forget who we are or if we feel like we don't know again this imposter syndrome comes up for us I think the universe will put us in situations and positions give us opportunities to help us and remind us that we are more capable more ready, more able than we previously thought or realized. Another fun update that I have for you is that I am checking off another thing from my vision board this year. I actually left my vision board at home and I need my mom to mail it because uh, she sent me like pictures of it, but I really want to have the physical board here just so I can kind of look over it. And I love to do sort of in the same way that I talked about in the goals episodes where I do like audits at the end of the month. I love to do sort of like an audit at the end of the year where I look at my vision board and I say, okay, you know, what What was I able to manifest? What is in the process of being manifested? And what did I decide I actually don't want anymore? Because there are things that, you know, I put on the vision board that throughout the years I learn more about myself and what I want. And etc I'm like oh actually I kind of don't want this like whatever let's take it off the board I want my physical board to be able to do that but I am manifesting or I am going to be physically having one of the things that's on my board and that is my YSL wallet if you guys know me then you know that I want a YSL wallet. So this has been something that honestly for me, the manifestation process of this wallet has been something, I wouldn't even say unique. Okay, so it's more like, you know how if you want something that kind of like costs a certain amount of money, you can be like, okay, I'm gonna save up and get this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save up for like X amount of months and be able to get this thing. For me, I always had the ability and at one point I always had the funds to just if I wanted to you know save up to buy the wallet I could save up to buy the wallet for me though 
the wallet wasn't about saving up to have X amount of money to buy the wallet. It was more about being in a position in my life where I felt like I had accomplished certain things, where I felt like I was ready for the wallet. I didn't have any specific, like, uh, I want to say KPIs, y'all, I'm in my marketing mind right now, but I didn't have any specific, like, um, goalposts that I wanted to reach to have the wallet. Like, it wasn't like, oh, when I have a salary of XYZ or, oh, when I, when my business is making XYZ money, I'm going to buy myself this wallet. It was never about that. It was always this feeling of when I feel like I'm in the position to buy this wallet, I'll know. And I was hoping that that would happen this year and that has happened this year. And the reason that that has happened this year for me is that I feel like I have really, really accomplished a lot of stuff in the physical world, right? In the 3D and the, the human world that we know. But I've also accomplished a lot of things in terms of my mindset, in terms of how I see myself, in terms of the lessons that I've learned that have been on sort of this loop that I finally feel like I have mastered and overcome and things that I really, really wanted to address and work on and heal and learn this year. I feel like I've done such an amazing job of that, that this felt like the time. This felt like, okay, you know what? This is something that I want. I am in a position where I can get this and it can be something where I feel good about it. And it's really interesting because when I sort of felt that moment of like, I think this is the right time to purchase this. Like, I think I want to give this to myself and not even like, oh, like a Christmas gift or something like that. Like, I just want to get this for myself, right? I also had this other feeling on the other end because growing up and this is so interesting to see because I watch a lot of like YouTube blogger vloggers uh, bloggers vloggers whatever you want to call them they, they are vloggers but I watch a lot of YouTube vloggers and oftentimes when I see them with their parents usually like their mom their mom will have like a Louis Vuitton bag or their mom will have like I don't know like free bands like things like that like certain like designer items here and there just you know casual designer items and for me growing up that wasn't something that I saw it wasn't like when I grew up when I was growing up my mom had like her like monogram Louis Vuitton bag and that was the bag she always carried for like casual everyday stuff it wasn't like you know she like had a pair of like Ray-Ban sunglasses or she bought X, Y, and Z it wasn't like that for me and I think it's really interesting because it's such a small thing but we've talked about this before on these episodes where if you grow up in a certain environment with certain people in your lives who have been essentially, as Lacey Phillips coined the term, expanders for you that show you that, you know, this is the type of way that you can live. Like you can have X, Y, and Z and not, you know, be in a bad financial position. Like you can live like this or you can do this. If you grow up with certain people in your life who show you that you can have the things that you want, I think it opens and expands your mind in such a beautiful way. But if you, on the other end, grow up like me, where you never saw people carrying designer items casually, where for you, that was always kind of like this aspirational out of reach thing when you get to a position where you're able to gift yourself something like a designer item it feels very uncomfortable so on the one hand when I decided okay you know this feels right to get this wallet I want to get this wallet it felt like 
okay, cool, this is fun. Like, if you ask me to list on paper accomplishments, like, if you ask me to say, like, prove to yourself you can do this, like, prove to yourself you deserve this, right? Not that you have to do all these things to be deserving of anything that you want in this life, but if someone were to say to me, put down on paper the reasons why you feel you deserve X, Y, and Z, I could write you a whole list, baby, okay? I could really write you a whole list. At the same time, I also had this other thing on the opposite end where I felt guilty, right? I felt guilty like, you know, like here I am, it's the middle of a pandemic. There are people that are starving. There are people that have been displaced from work, that have been displaced from their home, that are really struggling. And here I am about to drop like nearly a thousand dollars on a wallet. Like what? does that say about me as an individual? And I had that moment of just guilt and honestly, truly of like, should I be disgusted with myself? Should I feel good about this? Because is this a good thing? And I feel like I really had to sit with that for a moment and ask myself, what was behind that? What was the reason that I felt like this was such a bad thing to do, right? Because again, I'm having these two different conflicting feelings and I really had to deal with the negative side of it and deal with the, the feelings that were coming up that were making me so uncomfortable. And for me, a lot of it came back to, you know, the fact that I saw my parents really, really work hard, really struggle. Like I saw my parents work these long hours, these long days to be able to make ends meet and to not live above any means. And now it's like, I'm here and I'm essentially like money they could, you know, would like spend in a month just to keep the household going, I would be spending on one item. And I had a chat with my mom about it actually, because I just wanted to like talk to her about it and kind of get her thoughts and stuff like that. And it was interesting because when I told her about it, I didn't, and when I told her how much the wallet cost, I didn't, I thought I, I expected her to be like, oh my God, like that's so much. But she ended up being like, oh, that's not bad. Like, I was like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, wait, who are you to be saying like, that's not bad. And then she was kind of like, you know, she ended up actually telling me how proud she was of me. And she ended up telling me like, I'm so proud that you've been able to work so hard and get to a place where you can treat yourself to things like this. And it was so interesting hearing from her perspective of instead of her looking at it like, you know, this is something to be ashamed of or or this is something where you shouldn't spend that much money she's like no I know you you're responsible she's like I know you're not going to take your rent money and go spend it on something crazy like you're going to take care of the essentials your rent your car your your bills right and then you know you're also going to take care of your savings because that we don't in my family we haven't really been that transparent around money I've started to bring up those conversations and be more transparent about, around money and talk to my parents about money and about like you know my savings and things like that because again, I didn't grow up with that preparation. And if you have been able to grow up with that preparation with your parents talking to you about money, talking to you about savings, talking to you about retirement, understand and know that you are privileged and not, I'm not trying to say this in like a bad way, understand and know that that's a privilege and that is amazing. You are so blessed to have had those conversations because there are so many people like myself who had to learn the hard way, who had to learn by getting into debt, who had to learn by having their credit score plummeted and be shit because we didn't know anything else other than, you know, whatever we were able to find on the internet. And we had to teach ourselves these things. But yeah, so she ended up telling me like, you know, I'm proud of you and that, you know, you've worked so hard to get to where you are that, yeah, like treat yourself to this thing. Like if you can, and I know you can do it, like go ahead and do so. And I just, I mean, that was a really 
great moment for me to have and to have that sort of validation from her and to to hear from the person that I was in some ways worried what her opinion would be, right? Because again, of the way I grew up and, and just the values that I saw portrayed in the way that my parents were able to earn money and, and the way they spent money, right? And they were kind of like, my mom is you know, not, in, I wouldn't say like super cheap, but she is more conservative with her money, right? Because obviously if you don't have as much, you're going to be more conservative and you're going to be a little bit, you're going to spend differently, right? So it was really interesting and really nice, I would say. I don't have another word for it, but it was really nice to hear that sort of validation from her and that encouragement from her. So long story short, you guys, hopefully by the time you hear this podcast, I will have had my wallet. I actually, I wanted to get like this brown one I don't see it in stock anymore. Um, it's the one that I literally have on my desktop computer as like my background, but I don't see that one in stock anymore. But I did look up on the website and they have like a red one with the gold monogram emblem. And I called the the mall where there is like a YSL store near us. Um, I ended up asking them if they had any more. And she said they only had two more left in like, I guess the entire like, I don't know. She said in the, in the company, they only had two left of the red. So she ordered it for me and it's going to be shipped into the store near us and I'm going to go pick that up. So I'm waiting to kind of get the word that it's ready to go or ready for, to be picked up. She said by the end of the week, so I don't know if it'll be ready today or tomorrow or whenever, but I will keep you guys updated on that because as soon as I saw the red, I was like, this is so dope. Like it's so vibrant and pretty and different because usually when I buy my wallets, they're very like neutral and nude. Y'all know I'm all about my neutrals and all about my nudes, but I figured something like this I could kind of like do a little different thing and get um get a red and I think that was also my confirmation to myself that this is not the only thing I'll ever get from them so it's like if I want to be a little bit more daring and get something different than usual I think that's going to be fun and I'm very excited for that so that will be a whole experience and I'm just again very excited to be like you know going about this part of my journey. update I have for you guys is I am reading this book and I want to kind of give you guys a spoiler alert because I will actually I guess like spoil a little bit of it in here so it's called The Wife Between Us and I mentioned in a couple like posts on Instagram that I've been reading so much if you follow me on Instagram y'all know I have been reading like basically a book or two a week for like the past two or three months. Uh, I've been reading a lot of psychological thrillers and it's crazy because I used to read so many different like spiritual books. So like Eckhart Tolle, like just different books like that, um, different books by authors like that rather, where it was like spiritual mindfulness, that type of book. And I still love those books. I truly, they're my fave. But at the same time, I feel like my mind, my brain just got so burnt out reading a lot of books where I was taking in so much knowledge and taking in so much um, learning moments that I wanted to really start to read books that were fiction again, to like read a story and just like have it be like a Netflix movie, but like in my head. And so I've been reading a lot of psychological thrillers. And this month I'm reading one called The Wife Between Us. So if you are thinking about reading this book or you haven't read this book yet, um, there is a spoiler alert coming up as a small spoiler because I'm still in the middle of reading the book but just heads up to you guys so the book essentially like in the synopsis they say 
what they say. They're like, you'll think that you're reading a book about a jealous ex-wife, but you're wrong. Okay, that was like one sentence, but that is literally how the synopsis goes. It's essentially this book where you first start off and you're hearing from two different perspectives. So in each chapter, the perspective alternates. So it goes from this woman who used to be married to this man and now they're divorced. And it's like, after they divorced, basically her life went downhill. So it's like she is struggling. She like had to move in with her aunt. The guy that she used to be married to was like super, super rich and she wasn't rich. So obviously once they um, got divorced, she didn't get anything. So she essentially has gone from being this rich woman living this lavish life to now she's like working at Saks and serving the, the people there when she used to be a shopper there, right? When she used to be buying designer baby. So she's now living this life and she's like, living with her aunt and she's struggling okay she's like she's just kind of like revisiting her marriage it seems like she still might be in love with the guy I don't know it just like she's obsessed with revisiting her marriage right so you're hearing from her perspective in some chapters then in other chapters you're hearing from the current fiance so now there's this new woman who the man is engaged to she is happy she's in love she is young okay he's like I don't know I can't remember if they mentioned ages but you get the vibe that he's like in his 40s 50s and she's in her like 20s like mid 20s and she's young and vibrant and she is just so in love with this man and she is about to get married and she's just so excited because she is a teacher and so she doesn't she's a teacher and a waitress so she's like you know she doesn't make a ton of money and she's living this like really okay life she's chilling but of course now here's this man who swoops in and he's like buying her house and he's like buying her all these purses and he's like able to swoop her up and take her on vacation at like random times so he has the this means right and so you're again alternating between these two the perspective of these two women and as you begin to read in the book you're hearing from the ex-wife and it almost sounds like she's jealous like she's jealous of the new fiance you're getting this vibe where she's saying like you know she doesn't want them to be married but it starts to unfold where you're almost hearing it from her perspective like she's trying to warn the new fiance so instead of her being jealous you get the vibe of like yeah, she's jealous, but she's also like, I need to warn this new woman not to marry this man because blank. Like, we don't know, right? So we're reading to find out, like, why doesn't this woman want this this new woman to get married to the guy like what did he do like is he abusive is he like just crazy like what is going on so like as you're reading you start to kind of like hear those two perspectives right here's the spoiler so i get to this chapter last night and it's this um it's almost like you're we're building up to this climax where the ex-wife wants to go talk to the current fiance because she's like, I need to talk to this woman and warn this woman. And so you were hearing from the two perspectives as they're about to meet up. Or well, as, a, as the ex-wife is about to like, basically, you know, try to meet up with this woman, try to not meet up because they're not, like the other woman doesn't know she's about to meet her. She basically like, what's the word I'm looking for? She ambushes her kind of. That's where we're, that's where we're come. That's what the climax is that we're getting to y'all. Oh, help. Anyways, so, so we're hearing this perspective and it's getting to this climax of this woman ambushing this other woman to basically be like, listen, girl, don't marry this man. He crazy. Okay. And you're like, why is this man crazy? Like, we want to hear why. So long story short, the spoiler, that was me snapping because I'm trying to remember right now. The spoiler is that they're the same woman. Ah! I know, I know. Okay, so listen. So, because I, I literally, like, I read the page and I was like, yo, what? Because I was so confused. I was like, what the fuck is happening? So, basically, 
basically the two perspectives that we were hearing about from the beginning, like the ex-wife and the fiance, it's the same woman. But we were just hearing from current her, present day her, who is now divorced, who now knows this man is shit for some reason. And we were hearing from past her, who was so in love, who like right before she got married to him, they're the same person. But here's the other twist. So there is a fiance. There is in present day where the wife is divorced, there is a fiance and she has ambushed this woman in this, in this scene, in this chapter I was reading. And she has told her like, hey, don't marry this man because X, Y, and Z. But basically what we're now about to get into, because I just entered part two of the book last night and y'all just had to fall asleep. I had to, I had to stop reading because y'all, I was dosing off. Okay. But now we're, oh, do you hear that? Oh my God. What is that? I'm so sorry. It just sounded like, honestly, it sounded like a bomb or something going off. I was like, I don't know what is going on, honey. It is Friday. It's too early for this. But anyways, so now where we are is we're about to hear like the middle story. So basically we've heard where she is now, divorced, struggling. She's a mess. And we've heard where she was engaged in love, happy, overjoyed. And so now in part two, we're about to hear this middle. How did she go from being engaged and happy and overjoyed and, and in love with this man to now being where she is? What happened? What went wrong in the marriage? And we've gotten a couple like teasers as to there may have been some cheating. There may have been some lying. There may have been some betrayal of some sort happening in the marriage. There may have been some alcoholism involved, but we don't know the full story. And so part two is going to basically from what I gather, because I'm still obviously just started part two last night and I doze off, but part two from what I gather is going to explore that. And I think that we're going to encounter a couple other like climax type situations because I'm, the book is like 471 pages in my iPad. So I don't know if it, like what the, um, the hardcover or the paperback version, how many pages it is. Cause I think it depends, um, in the iPad, like when you change the font, the pages can either become more or less, but I think that this is like the first, I'm on like maybe 150 pages in. So I'm in like the first third to half of the book. So there still is more to go. So I don't think we've entered or we've reached the, like the major climax of the story yet, but this was such a, a twist that I did not see coming. At first I predicted that he was having like an incestual relationship with his sister. There were a couple things that said that to me, which I'm not fully discounting that y'all, because honestly he might be out here with the sister because there were a couple things that was said in the book that I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay, so we'll see. So if you guys have read this book, don't come spoil for me, okay, the ending on Instagram, but come tell me if you liked it because so far I am liking it, especially now that I've gotten to that twist. I feel like that twist has added some pep to my step. Now I'm like, ooh, ah, I gotta read. I gotta read some more because I wanna know like what happened because now that we've been hearing from these two perspectives, it's kind of like, they're so night and day that you're really, really, really now curious about what the heck happened in between to change everything. And obviously, I think they were married for like, I think it was like five or 10 years or something like that. So it, it was over time, but you're like, was it over time? Was there some big thing that happened? I don't know. So now we'll see. Another thing 
I wanted to update you on is the holidays. So as we all know, it's December. Hello, clearly. Um, and we are what? Like about a week and a half away from Christmas, which is so wild to me. I am truly appalled. But this is actually the first year that I'm actually no. That's such a lie. Wait a second. I was literally going to say this is the first year I'm spending the holidays away from my family. But actually, last year was, I think, the first year I spent the holidays away from my family. So last year, if you guys aren't familiar, I went to L.A. for the first time to spend the holidays with my boyfriend. And um, at the time, he was living in California, not in L.A., but we both, like, traveled to L.A. and spent Christmas and the New Year's at, like, an Airbnb, had, like, a whole, I, th I think I was there for, like, a week and a half almost two weeks. And that was actually the first time I spent the holidays away from my family. And my family went to Trinidad and Tobago where I'm from last year. But today is actually, or today, this year is actually the first year I'm spending the holidays away from them. And it's different because even even though last year I spent the holidays away from them, like I knew I was going back home. Like I knew it was just a vacation and they were also on a vacation. This year, it's like the first real holidays away because it's not a vacation. Like this is my new life. It's just, there are a lot of things. Obviously COVID is part of it, but there's also just kind of like my family dynamic, which there's just a lot of things where I it, it makes it feel as if it's um I don't really have a choice to go back home this year if that makes sense without like disclosing all my all my tea girl you know what I'm saying but a long story short it is kind of sad and I have been feeling really sad about this I actually um got really sad the other day because for me I think the older that I get the harder the holidays become for me because when you were younger at least when I was younger the holidays were really it's like I had my two parents and I didn't know better like I didn't know that you know other people had like these huge families they would always celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas with and that you know people like it was like this whole thing and because literally 99 percent of my family is in another country and then here I have my parents and even that dynamic relationship is not the best. I feel like as I've gotten older, it's become really a lot harder to experience the holidays because I'm almost just reminded of that family dynamic that I don't have that I wish I had. I'm such a, it's interesting because I always like to say I'm such a family person, but I think if you were to see the way I am and see just some of the things I do, you might not think that because you're like, you never, you're never around your family or you never show your family and things like that. And it's because they're, they're first of all, again, not, many of them here like it's literally my parents and like I have an aunt and uncle here and uh, two cousins here but at the same time it's like I think that that's kind of the reason why I'm so I'm such a person where I like really want to have kids like earlier <laughs> than later and I really want to like start a family and things like that because for me I see myself creating that family dynamic that I never had like I want my kids to grow up and be like oh like I'm going to you know, Auntie X, Y, and Z's house, which are probably going to be my friends because I don't have any siblings or things like that. And I have found that, I, I won't even lie, I get a little jealous observing other people with these family dynamics where it's like, you know, Thanksgiving means like meeting up with everyone and having this huge dinner or Christmas means, you know, Christmas, mu Christmas music and sugar cookies with these people and all these things because I don't have that. And that is something that I truly like literally from the bottom of my heart wish I had. And so this year being away from my family, it's hard because 
I'm so used to certain little mini traditions, like setting up the Christmas tree with my mom and like putting on Christmas music. And it's like, it's not a huge family thing, but it's me and her. And it's something that we would always do. Or like in the morning, I remember when I was like really young and I used to eat meat, my mom would do like a holiday ham and she would bake homemade bread. And so every Christmas in the morning, she would make chocolate tea, which is basically like a Trinidadian version of hot chocolate. And we'd have homemade bread and like the baked, well, me and her, cause my father um, doesn't eat meat. And then when I stopped eating meat, she would do salt fish. And she would do like salt fish and the bread. And then um, she would do the, the chocolate tea. And it would be this thing where we wake up in the morning. And I'm even just like seeing it now because in our kitchen, we have this huge, huge, huge. We have this huge like... Um, window like uh, the sliding door is like a window and the sun will be coming through and it's like the, it would be shining on the christmas tree and then the kitchen and it's just the vibe y'all it's just the vibe and so being away from them this year not having that and having to start to create my own traditions and especially with a partner who didn't grow up celebrating christmas because he isn't christian or he that's not his religious holiday like he doesn't celebrate christmas and but he is open to doing the christmas tradition things with me such as like giving the presents and uh, helping me put up the tree and well i put up the tree but he's gonna help me decorate the tree and things like that i'm so grateful that he's open to experiencing some of that even though he doesn't believe in the actual anything behind it which is totally fine with me i just want to kind of carry on some of those traditions because that for me is really important to have a christmas tree up and to do christmas decor and to have the presents and things like that but it is just like a really difficult time again with the holidays especially when the focus around the holidays tends to be gathering and family and i know for a lot of people this year who either maybe you aren't close to your family it is really hard so i feel you i'm there with you 100 percent. and for those people that are spending it alone because of covid so maybe like you are you have to quarantine and you can't be around anyone i also feel you and i know that is such a difficult difficult piece of this year is the fact that so many people are away from their families or away from people like anyone their friends whoever they usually celebrate the holidays with because of covid and then also too if you're just struggling with the holidays because you struggle with the holidays holidays in general like myself i totally identify with you and just wanting to say that like i feel you i'm there with you if you want someone to chat about with the holidays honestly you guys sometimes i'll be slow with my dms so i really truly thank you for the patience that you guys award me when it comes to that because just for my mental health like sometimes i go on instagram and i post something and then I got to get off because I, I don't have the capacity and energy to like engage in a conversation because I I don't I like to bring conversation to the conversation I don't like to just give generic answers to things because that's not me anyways so yeah just hit me up if you're feeling the way because I totally identify with that and I get that and I just want you to know that it is it is hard like I'm not even gonna like sugarcoat that it is hard it's a hard time for many different reasons this year but at the same time, it is still what you make it. So the other day, I wasn't going to order Christmas tree. I, I'd ordered one and I was going to cancel it because I just got so sad. And I was just like, oh, like, what's the point? Like, I won't be able to put it up with my mom. Like, no, my partner doesn't even, he, he like is truly indifferent to it because it's like, if I don't go to Christmas tree, he'll be okay. If I get one, he'll be okay. And then I was kind of like sad that he like didn't care as much about the Christmas tree as I do. And I was just feeling like so many different emotions that I literally tried to cancel my order. And thank God the people were like, um, we already shipped your tree. Like we can't cancel. And it came and I put it up and I was feeling a little bit better, but it is what you make it. So even if you're alone, like what are some of the things that you do like to do around the holidays? Like, do you like to, you know, listen to Christmas music, put 
put some Christmas music on, girl, on Pandora, on Spotify or something. Get you a little, you know, jingle, jingle, jingle going. Okay, maybe put up some Christmas decor. If you haven't and you're sort of on the fence, just put it up, okay? Put it up, like, can't hurt to have it up. The, the like, at least it'll give you something to do. I'll say that. You know, put up a tree, like a mini tree. And even if you're by yourself, get yourself some gifts. Because I was thinking today, too, about, like, if I was, like, by myself, would I still get myself gifts? I'm like, yeah, I would wrap some shit up and put it on the tree for myself, okay? For me and my dog. So get yourself a gift. Like, wrap it up. Like, put up a stocking. If you do stockings, like... Just try to get into it because I think that it's so easy again this year to fall into a really sad place when it comes to the holidays and when it comes to when it comes to how you're feeling and things like that. But it really is what you make it. And if you can make it something, even if it's not your usual something or even if it's not, you know, the greatest something, just make it something. Um, otherwise, it could lead to regret later on if you're like, oh, damn, like I wish I had put up the tree or oh, damn, I wish I had done, you know, X, Y and Z. Girl, listen, make yourself a cup of hot chocolate. I'm talking about real hot chocolate. Don't get you that Swiss Miss, OK, honey? Listen, a cup of almond milk, put on some. Yes, we're doing a recipe. Yes, ma'am. So get you some almond milk, OK, or some or some whatever. Uh, what's the other one? Oat milk. But I prefer almond for this, honestly. But like do some almond milk on the stove. Heat it up lightly. Low low heat. Okay, low heat. And then you're going to add in a couple pieces of the Baker's Choice Ghirardelli chocolate. So it's the one that's like the semi-sweet. Couple little, like two squares of that if you want an extra chocolatey like I do. A dash of cayenne pepper, a dash of cinnamon, and a little bit of sugar. Heat that up, my friend. Let that melt. Let that marinate. And pour that into your cup and top it off with three to four, just kidding, <laughs> three jumbo marshmallows. You have you a cup of just authentic, delicious 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 hot chocolate with a little spice because that cayenne pepper i know it's different it's different but it's good i promise you and the cinnamon okay and if you want to be extra wild you can put in like maybe a drop or two of like vanilla extract to give it like a little Ooh, what's that but listen y'all i am so grateful to have you guys here i cannot believe we're about to literally head into i think this is going to be our third year Wait, does that make sense? I think it is going to be our third year doing the podcast. But either way, I am super, super, super excited for this year. So many things coming. I am just excited to be changing the way I create and to be changing the way I bring you guys and deliver these messages. And I am also really excited for more of these lifestyle episodes. Like I know, again, it is different than, you know, like episodes that I had last week where it's like five ways to... Um, make your scripting session more powerful. But I also feel like these episodes, I like these kind of episodes from from podcasts I listen to. And I think that's why I'm gravitating to doing some of these myself because there are so many different things you can take away from it while also just like having a chill day. It's like watching a vlog, but like audio style. Like I love listening to these kinds of podcast episodes when I'm like doing the dishes, making the bed or just working at my desk. That way I don't have to like look at anything, but I can just hear someone talk about stuff. So let me know if you like these episodes. And I think I'm also gonna do a pick a card thing for 2021 because you guys really really liked that episode that was I want to say the most downloaded in a day episode um that we've had on the podcast to date so I will be doing another one for 2021 I think I think I think I don't want to promise you guys because sometimes I like think I'm gonna do it and then I don't like feel energetically up to it and I don't like to do readings if I don't feel energetically up to it because I feel like they always resonate with you guys when I, when my energy is there for it you know what I mean anyways thank you guys so much for listening to this episode I hope you guys have an amazing week so excited for this week I think my coat is coming from Macy's hello they shipped my coat so late girl I was like listen 
I almost canceled the order, but I didn't because I really do need that coat and it was on sale. So hello, you know? Um, so I think I'm getting my coat this week and I'm very excited about that. But thank you guys again for listening to this episode. Come find me on Instagram. And yeah, you guys, thank you again. I'll chat with you in the next episode. Bye. Okay, so I know today's episode was juicy. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave a review on iTunes, subscribe to the show, or share Manifest Daily with a friend or on social media. If you do share on social media, don't forget to tag me at the Manifest Daily. And if you want even more of the Manifest Daily spiritual and wellness tea, head over to www.themanifestdaily.com. It's also linked in the show notes where you can learn all about our new membership, take a free tour, or enroll in an annual or month-to-month subscription today. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate you and I will chat with you guys in the very next episode. Bye. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com slash events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali